So, well, g'day and welcome to Clayton Today. In this series, we're going to discuss a current or a controversial issue and we'll be looking for ways to make sense of it within a Christian framework. Today, we're looking at what affects our ability as Christians to talk about God in public. And with me again is David Holloway, the vicar of Jesmond Parish Church in Newcastle in the UK. Hi, David. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, David, the uh, statistics year on year seem to say that uh, about 60 to 70% of the population would label themselves as Christians. You would think that in an environment where so many people call themselves Christians, it would be quite easy for Christians to talk about God in public or in, in the workplace or places like that. Is that the case? Um, no, it's not easy. But it's worth just um, thinking about those statistics because many people fail to realise that there's such a tiny percentage of the population who don't actually claim to, some, to have some allegiance to the Christian faith. And um, we're only talking about 6%, just about 3% Muslims, tiny percentages of Buddhists, Hindus and so forth. Nevertheless, the public generally um, thinks, and because of the way the media has been working, that we are a genuinely large, multi-religious, multi-faith um, uh, community. Well, we're not. Nevertheless, because that's the case, many people feel very reluctant to uh, be speaking about their faith. And, I mean, a, a, classic, a classic example was Tony Blair. I mean, Tony Blair, when he was Prime Minister, I mean, according to Peter Mandelson, every night read his Bible, uh, and yet when Alistair Campbell, that's his press uh, officer, said, we don't do God. So if that's the case for the Prime Minister, would you say that is the case for uh, across the large sweep of most Christians would find it difficult to talk about? Uh, yes, faith. I mean, one of my colleagues convened a meeting for school teachers and from the area and um, oh, many, many came, you know, we're talking about over 100, I think. And uh, it was quite interesting that even within one school, a number of teachers who were both committedly Christian didn't know that the other the others were, you know. So that, that really says they, which, they weren't which, even able yeah, to say to And that's not to say they, they, were, were both Christians. they were not good Christians. It was such the culture and the, the sort of circumstances meant that they didn't speak freely about their faith. Mm. And uh, would you say that that's the case just for private and personal, or is it also the case in, in sort of more public sort of types of situations? Then? Well, I mean, yes, you've got that um, uh, where teachers or, or in schools, for example, where people do talk about their faith. There's a, a case recently um, the West Country, where a, a very young child was talking about Jesus with another child of the Christian faith, and the teacher, you know, reprimanded or tried to stop the child. The mother was very worried. She sent an email to her friend saying, you know, she was a believer, ought to be praying about this. And um, blow me, uh, she actually happened to be, I think, had a position in the school, school secretary or something like that. And um, she was uh, actually dismissed, uh, at least temporarily, uh, while this was being investigated. And, and you're getting doctors, you're getting nurses who, um, you know, if they want to pray with patients, they get um, reprimanded and actually uh, uh, get um, censored. So, so it does sound like that's getting almost fairly serious for people's it, professional careers. Yes, it is careers serious. It is what serious. do you think the cause of that is? Why is that happening? Well, there's like a taboo uh, in the culture. Uh, for, for actually speaking about the Christian faith. And um, I mean, it's, it's interesting that there, there are um, sort of studies on, on the way we express ourselves and expression levels, discourse levels it's called. You know, there's what you call the level of cliche, you know, how are you? And then there's straightforward factual information where, you know, you just talk about the football, um, you talk about the weather. Yes, yes, you talk about the weather, something you talk like about, um, uh, you know, you bought a new car, bought a new uh, washing machine or something like that. Um, then you get to ideas and judgments where you actually reveal more of yourself. 
you know, and um, that's to say, I think uh, it's, uh, it's not a good thing. You've bought a new car. Then you get down to the level of emotions or feelings where you're talking about saying, I'm angry you bought a new car. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm angry I'm, at the football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Um, so you get to that level. Then you get very deep, as it were, levels of uh, communication, which you get hopefully in good marriages where you really reveal yourself. Now, the point is this, that in this country, in the United Kingdom, um, you've almost got to get down to those last two levels I referred to, mm. kind of um, levels where you, you are in the, the deeper levels, feelings and emotions mm. and so forth, and that total um, openness. Mm. Um, whereas um, in so, many... So you're saying like to, you're going to get to those levels before you can before talk you, about yeah, Christian in, belief or right, faith in God. Yeah, whereas you see, what happens is that if you, you, you start talking about your Christian faith in a context where the le discourse level mm. is really not that deep, mm. in one sense it's not that um, you're failing to kind of witness, but you, you're unilaterally kind of determining to change the level of conversation. Sometimes having so, a cup of coffee. So you're saying, yeah, so like in the, over the work situation yeah. or whatever, if you're... If you start talking about Christianity, you're actually changing the level of yeah, yeah. discourse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone just wants a break from work, they just want a cup of coffee, suddenly to start a kind of great religious conversation in our culture is unilaterally, as it were, to change the, the discourse. So then you're saying it's, it's, it's not even so much that almost there's a taboo, it's just simply that it's an awkward topic now because it's, yes. it's just not something that can be talked about in, in any sort of public but, but, context. But the, the, it's got to that because of a range of other factors in the culture. I think you've, you've, you have yeah. sort of laid out the, the yeah. issue there for us. Mm. Uh, what do you think, what are, what are Christians doing at the moment? If that's a problem, what are they doing at the moment to try and get around that, to, to create situations where they can talk about their faith? Well, um, I mean, one thing that has happened over the, the years is to uh, do um, big religious campaigns. Mm -hmm. Billy Graham, some people will uh, know mm. about, of course. What that does is makes a, a sort of climate of discourse possible because um, someone like Billy Graham, he'd get in, interviewed on television uh, and then he'd raise questions mm. and then the journalists in the papers would all be arguing about mm. what his views were. So how that much, becomes the sort of thing paid. you can then talk about on that factual yeah, level around it's the much water more cooler over tea or coffee Absolutely. at work, doesn't it? Yes, and that's, that's, um, that's how it works. And mm. indeed, uh, we, we in our own uh, church, um, we do cows by mm. candlelight, in, and it's come in sort of quite a big way. And we do advertising on the metro. Yeah. That's our underground. So I guess David, you, it sounds like that's a fairly successful strategy for getting around this problem. What's wrong with well, using that to solve? This well, it's fine. It's all problem. rather expensive, and not everyone can do it. And I mean, clearly, the, the, you shouldn't have to go to such energy because mm. because you've got to get down to those deeper levels of conversation. Mm. When you have, say, a church does a mission, a local church, a, mm. an ordinary parish church, say, does a mission. Uh, you know, people say, oh, I haven't got any friends mm. I can talk to. Mm. Well, they don't mean that at all mm. because they've all got lots of friends. They haven't got friends at that deep level. So then, uh, David, yeah. I've, I've heard people say, you know, the solution is we plan things well enough in advance so you can take the next three months to get to Absolutely. know your neighbours, invite them around which for is, dinner. Which is ridiculous sort of because it, it's not normal for people to have scores of very deep friends, but they have lots of friends who they're, you know, uh, acquaintances mm. with and they're in good relationships with. And it's a, it, what is happening is you can't talk freely mm. with those people uh, unless you put in a huge amount of work and you invite them out, you do all sorts of things. And that mm. becomes a bit artificial. And, mm. and people think, why are they paying me this attention, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, so it's, it is quite serious, but it mm. goes back to why we're in this situation in mm. the first place. And which was... Which, well, it, well it, is, it is because um, we don't do God, as, uh, mm. as, as Alistair Campbell says. And the reason why we don't do God is because um, particularly uh, there's, there's been a philosophy that we are, I mean, you start by saying we are a multi-faith society. Mm. Mm. 
therefore, um, all these religions have different views. If we're going to be living together, what we must do in living together with free freedom and all the rest of it, we must not talk about these things about which we disagree. And this really takes us back to the beginning, doesn't it? Where, yeah, yeah. where really the, the statistics say multi-faith is, is really exaggerated and we are primarily Christian-based. Well, in, in, uh, many people fail to realise it's, it's that worldview which is allows for the freedoms and it mm. and it, it's a where it's 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 we have a, a subordinate pluralism in britain because we have that and over history that that has allowed the freedoms we've got so your 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 argument is that having that sort of common view allows space for the alternative yeah, yes well, what happens is when you don't talk about the christian faith in public actually it's not that nothing gets talked mm. about you get other people mm. manipulating media, manipulating education to, to put in yeah, other... Sure. Thanks, other David. We're, we're almost out of time, but uh, we've obviously raised a lot of mm. issues here. Are there some um, resources you can point people to to take some of these ideas further? Well, I've written some of this stuff uh, in a book called um, Church and State in the New Millennium. Yeah. And uh, if you go to our website, which is uh, www.church.org.uk... Thanks, David. That's really helpful. Yeah. We are out of time. So thanks very much, and thank you for watching today. And if you want to follow up on any of David's suggestions, you can find further information and more programs at www.clayton.tv. Do join us next time for more discussion on Clayton Today. Goodbye.